Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Almost one in five say their opinion of someone goes right down when they hear them using a cringeworthy word. And there's words here that are topping the most annoying words on this list. More after Rick Astley on 11 to 1. Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Sinead Brazel here on LMFM's 11 to 1. Good morning. I took the train yesterday, which I was really looking forward to doing because I haven't done that in ages. It brought me right back to my college days when I was kind of, it was really kind of trains, planes and automobiles for me to get to college back in the day. But I was really looking forward to it. And I went on, you know, around a time where it's not sort of that commuter time. So it's just nice and there's maybe one or two in a carriage and it's just nice. And you just kind of sit back and go, ah, I'll sit back and chill out and just kind of be with my thoughts. Well, no, because what happened was after about a stop or two, a noisy group got on and you're just thinking, oh, go up the other side of the carriage. Don't come down here. That's what I was thinking. And maybe I'm getting old or something. I want just a bit of peace and quiet. But in they trooped noisily and they sat opposite me and they were probably in around their 20s, I'm going to say. And I'm definitely feeling old now because there was like a you know that constant kind of chatter 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 and like you know like they weren't being annoying like or anything really but you know that way when you just sort of want a bit of peace and quiet and there's nobody around you and you're kind of going the whole carriage is like empty could you not have gone up the other side anyway but they were so close to me I was kind of thinking what what are they actually what's what are they saying the way they were talking was all abbreviations OMG TFF or something I don't know another thing like on and on and on this went uh, whilst by the way so they're all with phones in hand chattering to each other with these abbreviations and I just thought well I moved to a different carriage I know I know I didn't though look I didn't because I didn't want to be sort of that person but it did sort of you know let's say impinge on the serenity of what I was going to hopefully have on the train. But anyway, it got me thinking about that when I came across this this morning because they were using all these different words that have popped up now on this survey. So an international region, region research agency, even Perspectus Global, they uh, did this survey and they have come up with the top five most irritating words. Amaze balls, 
has been voted as the most annoying word. And I did hear that quite a lot. Oh, amazeballs, babe. Amazeballs, babe. That's what they were kind of saying yesterday and I was just like oh my god who who actually I didn't think that that was something that people said a lot but there you go balls. that's up there Holly Bobs I don't like Holly Bobs don't like that awesomeness now I will say awesome a lot maybe that's my maybe that's American cinema influencing my lingo but awesomeness no lols I will put lols maybe on a like WhatsApp. I won't sort of say it. Maybe I don't think I say it in real life. And bants. So amazeballs, hollybobs, awesomeness, lols and bants found to be the top five most irritating words in this survey. Almost one in five as well say their opinion of someone goes right down when they hear them using a cringeworthy word. Mmm. And 13% say they go out of their way to avoid a person who has used an annoying phrase. That's a bit now extreme. Like the person could be nice. But if I was hearing it all the time, like the amaze balls and stuff like that, that I was hearing yesterday, I'd be kind of like, oh, you know, that would be a little bit grating. But there you go. Holly Bob's awesomeness, lols and bants and amaze balls all in there as the most annoying words. Would, if someone used this in their day-to-day chat with you, would it actually lower their opinion in your mind of them? Let me know. 86 658 Rudimental these days on LMFM's 11 to 1. Message coming in just about lingo and maybe lingo that we don't understand because we're old. I don't know. Someone's messaging saying... What about slay? It's all I hear from my teens. Slay, slay, slay. And it's S-L-A-Y. And let me tell you, as far as I know, it's got nothing to do with Christmas. You know what I mean? It's got nothing to do with a slay, an actual Santa slay. It has nothing to do with slaying vampires, maybe. Or I, I don't know what it is. They say this. It doesn't mean that it's cool. Oh, that's is, is that it? I don't even know how to use it in the right context with regards to this, you know, but I do hear this creeping into my teenagers vocabulary as well. Oh, slay. And you're going, sorry, what? What? What's that? I'm definitely getting old. Definitely. But yeah, some of these words, they just completely bamboozle me. If anyone knows what that means, by the way, slay, as in, you know, does it mean like, oh, that's class or that's good? Or is it a positive or is it a negative? Let us know. What is the meaning of slay in slang term? 086-1800-658. Now, it is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Wouldn't it be nice if I was to give you something nice? Well, yes, I do have something nice for you. A hundred euro one for all voucher. All the details of that competition coming your way. The 11 to 1 show. Now I have something nice for you as it's midweek and I think you should, you know, have a little lift. Yes, this will help. Absolutely. We've teamed up with Windsor, Clanny, Nissan and Peugeot. They want their customers to drive happy and they also want you to shop happy too. So, three lucky winners will each win €100 Euro one for all vouchers. So I have one up for grabs today. All you need to do is text the word Windsor. Couldn't be easier. 86 658 So if you'd like that nice €100 Euro one for all voucher, courtesy of Windsor, Clanny, Nissan and Peugeot, just Windsor. Followed by your own details to 086 1800 658. Daisy, can after 
all this time. Lewis Capaldi, forget me. I want to put the spotlight now on St. Joseph's Secondary School in Drogheda because they have been awarded. Uh, they were invited basically to create their very own mission possible well-being walls. And this was all part of Walk in My Shoes, St. Patrick's Mental Health Services. So they were awarded for their promotion of positive mental health and well-being. So they created these mission possible well-being walls and showcased all their well-being supports in place and the initiatives happening in their school as well as signposting students to supports outside of school. So they were awarded this and it's absolutely fantastic. This is the um, seventh annual Mission Possible School Achievement Awards from Walk In My Shoes and it's all under St. Patrick's Mental Health Services and uh, they were invited, as we say, to create their walls and showcase their supports. So uh, since September, over 200 schools across Ireland created these walls and uh, St. Joseph's have uh, gotten an award for part of this. So that is absolutely fantastic. Well done to all involved there in the Mission Possible School Achievements. And it's great to see all of this being rolled out in schools now and the focus and promotion very much being on positive mental health. Now, just to give you a little insight into what's coming up tomorrow on the show, we are going to be talking very much about Black Friday and I've been on to consumer expert Connor Pope this morning. He's going to join us on the show tomorrow. So Black Friday deals, the pitfalls, where to shop, you know, all of that sort of stuff, uh, where, where to get the sort of the most out of it, I suppose. Connor is going to be joining us on tomorrow's show. But back to today and back to the music here is course. There's the cores with Breathless. Now, a family-owned business in County Meath is giving back to the local community this Christmas. We're going to be finding out more about Cool Swan's fundraising campaign for Navin Rugby Club. We're going to be joined by Ruth Brady. She's Global Brand Director at Cool Swan. She's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. A family-owned business in County Mead is giving back to their local community this Christmas in a big way. They're supporting a club that really is integral to the community. Navin-based Cool Swan, they make Irish cream liqueur. They are donating proceeds from their sales of their products to Navin Rugby Club. And although the campaign has just launched, they've raised over €2,000 so far for the club. Joining me now to tell us more is Ruth Brady. She's Global Brand Director of Cool Swan Premium Irish Liqueur. I'll try and get that out in one second. <laughs> Ruth, how are you getting on? Great to have you on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is such a lovely idea to give back to the community, Ruth. But before we talk about the campaign, tell us a little bit more about the business because your parents set up Cool Swan and really worked so, so hard to get it off the ground. Tell us, how did the company come about? Yeah, so I always say, so I'm 21 now and I think I have two younger sisters and I think they'd both testified to the fact that we kind of woke up one day and it was there. And, you know, and at the start, it was very like, you know, you'd be going into school and you're asked, like, what do your parents do? And I was like, I don't know how to describe this. So I used to just be <laughs> like, oh, uh, my dad's a farmer and uh, my mum's an accountant. Like, I just didn't uh, know how to communicate it at all. But like, We'd be collected from school at the weekends, you know, thrown in the car and off to some food show or another in Ireland or in the UK. And um, it's really kind of crazy because now, like, I travel around the world with them and I can see, you know, and I oversee, like, sales in the US and, you know, all the things that are happening in the UK and even this, like, local initiative and just going across places in Ireland. And, you know, we used to be, like, 
like I used to be like 10 years old mm. in the back of the car on the way to Kilkenny like delighted to sell a couple of bottles yeah. you know what I mean so it's just it's it's crazy I don't I, some crazy idea they had anyway but uh yeah basically woke up and it was there and it's still here now it, and, and to see it as you say that journey that it's been on and, and what a great combination the farmer and the accountant I love it coming <laughs> together for this idea and as you say you know travelling around the, the country and I love that you remember that the joy of you know those initial first sales and now I mean you you sent your initial email to me from a sunny NYC last week which yeah. was fantastic I mean you know so you, you, you are seeing obviously the, the brand grow so much you've, you've watched it kind of since, since the start but talk okay. to me about the name because the name is so striking and I love that it's connected to a fantastic Irish literary figure Yeah so the name is a really interesting one as well because again never really inquired into it like it was just this kind of thing it was like this fourth child in the family kills on and I was just kind of like you know we have to be running around after it all the time but um, so I never really inquired into the name and I remember coming up to my leaving cert we had WB8 on the course and we were doing the Wild Swans at Cool and I was like oh like I know that this is the poem like I know that this is the reason that Cool Swan is called Cool Swan so anyway I um, kind of did a deep dive on that and essentially used my mother's intel on Yates honestly to get my grades in English leaving cert because <laughs> I was like why is Cool Swan called Cool Swan she was like well you see like the wild swans are cool. It's all about like, you know, everlasting beauty in an ever changing world. Um, and cool swans, like, you know, an everlasting beauty in a bottle and all this. And I was like, grand, noted in the leaving cert that goes. Like, you know, I was, <laughs> I was pretty, I, <laughs> I used that for myself. But that is kind of where the name came from. I think, you know, he's just like obviously a literary yeah. great in Ireland. And um, the message of that poem and I just think the imagery of that poem really resonated yeah. Um, oh no, that. it's it's so fitting because even from the packaging to the actual liqueur itself, yeah. it, it totally has what what you're saying there. It really is. So talk to me about um, what the liquor is made from because one of my favourite ingredients uh, or things to eat is is one of the ingredients chocolate, which people <laughs> might not know. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, I hope you say the Belgian white chocolate. Yeah, so Cool Swan is actually, it's, it's made from single malt Irish whiskey, white Belgian chocolate and then fresh Irish cream. So I guess the key things about us is it's all natural. We don't add anything, you know, no artificial colouring, flavouring, preservatives, additives. I feel like I'm giving you my sales pitch here. <laughs> but um, that's my dad. Like, he's a real purist. Like, you know, no medicine for him. He'd be telling you to eat a clove garlic or something, you know. Yeah. He's big on the, like, all natural. Um, and then the Belgian white chocolate's just how we kind of give it that, like, sweetness and smoothness. Mm. It's a really quality single malt, so you get that kind of kick. Um, and then the fresh Irish cream because, you know, there's nothing nothing better than Irish dairy. In fact, someone recently in New York asked me, oh, do you do an alcohol-free version? And I was like, Jesus, I can go out and buy a bottle of, if I can get some Irish milk. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's a really key ingredient because then... Um, the 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 dairy is just oh, such so a cool. high quality. I even have yeah. friends who buy it, put it in their tea abroad because they're like, well, it's the closest thing I've got to Irish dairy over here. Yes. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's the key, absolutely. As you say, it's the it's the pure dairy that's going into this as well. And there were so many attempts, wasn't there, to make the this liqueur? I mean, I know you say you woke up one morning and it was there. I'm sure your mom and dad are going, Oh my god, this took ages. There was way over two hundred attempts to get this just perfect. Oh yeah, no, like look, it it really is it's 
quite a labour of love because I think the idea was just kind of like, you know, like to be fair to them as well, I never used this stat, but we were actually discussing recently how, you know, they got like 96 points with wine enthusiasts, which is like absolutely unheard of for yeah. an Irish cream. And they, they won, they, you know, at the beginning, they won all these mad awards because, you know, when you're fresh on the block, you um, are kind of put through put through the ringer with all those and they won all these crazy awards because the focus really for them had been on getting that liquid right. So the mm-hmm. nice thing is I feel now what my role is is um, getting that bit of, I guess, operationally and taste-wise, they have the brand in the perfect place. And so now it's like, okay, let's get, you know, more energy behind the brand. Like, let's show the world what we're talking about, which is kind yeah. of what I guess my task is. But um, the the liquids, you know, the, the foundations of it, they got really right. So that kind of makes this end of the job a little easier because no one ever, even people who don't like cream liqueurs, I've never had anyone try it and be like, no. You know, people are actually like, oh, like, usually people are surprised by it yes. if they you know, don't like other creams that they've come across. So that's yeah, really good. Fair, all the attempts were worth it. <laughs> yeah. And as you say, because the, the wine aficionados, they like their wine. So for them to yeah. kind of really give the, the stamp of approval is is fantastic. Now, you went off to study law and politics and you graduated quite recently. Congratulations. But did you always know that the family business would beckon or, you know, was this something that you, you knew that you would be following on, I suppose, in the footsteps and keeping things going? No, to be honest, it was a total curveball. I mean, it was more something, I guess, you know, looking back, obviously, that was amazing experience as a child to be traveling around and kind of have your sales skills put to, to the test and, yeah. you know, have to be working in the family business. Like, obviously, I meet people now and they're like, you know, think I'm in my 30s and I'm, you know, and I'm like, that's all born out of you, you grow up quickly when, mm. you know, you've got this um, family business that you're all kind of all hands on deck looking after. Um, so I really didn't think, I kind of felt like I was more, you know, trying to find stuff outside of Cool Swan. I had done yeah. so much with them, like, all throughout college, but I kept up other jobs as well. And, you know, I was head of the Law Society in Trinity, and I had my studies, and I had my other jobs, and I had my bits of Cool Swan, and I was like, grand. So I, I actually went and I got myself another contract entirely, like, a, a, a gra- I was on a grad program, and... Um, yeah, it was just, it was over the middle of the summer and I did a few projects for my mom and she was just kind of like, would you stay? And I was like, absolutely not. But then as the week <laughs> went on, I was like, oh, maybe because I just, I felt a lot of ownership over the role yeah, and over my relationships and stuff at that stage. And I was just like, no, do you know what? Um, it's a great gig and I see where they're taking it and I, I do want to get in behind the energy. Like, it's, it's exciting, like, what's, you know, happening. So, oh, um, definitely is. And yeah. to, to be part of that, as you say, you know, that, that, that growth and development is, is fantastic. Now, something that the company is very passionate about is giving back and you guys are giving back in a big way to the Navin community this year. So tell us about this fundraising campaign. Yeah, so we're from Navin. Navin is where the magic happens. The office is here. Um, I always say, though, I literally have to, when I was in the States over the summer, people be like, where are you from? And I'm like, Navin. And they're like, no, what part of Dublin? And I'm oh, like, no, Navin. I, yeah. I have the accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mum's from Blackrock. But no, we're we're like born and bred here. And um, so Navin is Cool Swan's heart and home. And um, Navin Rugby Club is, as a family, our heart and home. That'd be kind of where... I'd have spent most of my days as a kid, like waiting for my dad and my granddad when they were watching a match or running around with my cousins, like eating humpy dories at the back of the bar, whatever it was. Um, and that image will resonate with anybody who's yeah. in Navin circa the early 2000s. But uh, 
Yeah, so we, I guess, were kind of sitting down and talking about different things we could do for the year. And we wanted to, yeah, give back to the club, to be honest, and bring that bit of, you know, like we, so one thing we're doing is every bottle sold basically yeah. in Navin across Tesco, Super Value, Dunn's, all the stores you can find us in, O'Brien's. We're giving two euro on each of those bottles back to the club, like to continue with their development. And they're really amazing. Like they're one of the, they have to be one of me's top sports teams in terms of what Navin has achieved as a rugby team. Like they're yeah. really, really, really incredible if anybody goes and, you know, looks at like our successes, et cetera, and, and the quality of the players on the team. But, um, we also are, you know, in line with that, doing, you know, nights out with the players. Navin played Greystones at the weekend and we had, um, you know, we were serving like, cocktails and stuff in the bar and um, the lads and even the great players who hung around after to see <laughs> what was happening and it was really amazing you know like everyone was having a good time and there was a party atmosphere and that's like also what a club is about right and of that's course. like something that we can bring to it because that's our energy you know as a brand um it's all we're a family-owned business like we're all about community we're all about like good energy and our audience is kind of you know 25 and up so yeah. it's like really the perfect way to yeah I bring them like together it was, it was perfect yeah no yeah. it definitely is and I've, I've visited the club myself I visited the, the the ladies team and everything there and they you you, you are right they, they have such a community because I would be someone now that hasn't a notion of sport and they <laughs> they embraced me so wholeheartedly when I went down to so visit them. Tonight, yeah. yeah, it's it's they are they are really a tremendous club and, and they, they do have that sort of sense of togetherness and support for each other. So I've no doubt that they are only thrilled with something like this. They must be delighted when you said you were going to do this for them. Yeah, yeah I think look like I think um we're as delighted to get to do it for like for them as they were maybe to um for us to be doing it. But no like it's just it's such a bit of crack and I think at the end of the day, um, you know, the club has achieved so much and has so much yet to achieve. So you know, any ability to raise more money is so huge for them and like it's it's a nice one too because they can really yeah, get in behind it and, you know, like kind of be buying the bottles for Christmas presents or whatever yeah. it is and just kind of I had all the lads posing with like a six foot tall bottle of it the other night you know and we're doing bits of the ladies teams and stuff as well so it's just yeah I think we're all mutually <laughs> over the moon Oh that's fantastic and it's going so well you know it's raising a lot of money so far and as well as this so when people buy it in shops that will go that two euro per bottle will go but also if people buy it in the pub as well isn't that right? Yeah, so yeah, if you're out um, and, you know, in any of the bars and restaurants in Navin that have like a cocktail or whatever with it, because any of the bottles that they're ordering and is going through there, we're going to put that into the tally as well. So I think, yeah, that was that was the thing when we launched it. People were like, do we have to buy it in the club? Where do we have to buy it? And it's like, no, it's literally any any of the stores that stock us, Tesco, Super Value, Dunn's, um, O'Brien's, and then any bar that you find it in, Cool Swans in a cocktail, you know, and you have that that you know there's there'll be money going to the club that way too so um yeah it was a nice kind of 
catch-all yeah. way. And it also just brings those good vibes, you know, hopefully gets people out and gets people in the party, Christmas mood. Oh, it definitely will. It definitely will. Well, Ruth, I wish yourself and the family the best of luck with the business going forward. I think it's great to see a business like this given back to the community in, in such a great way. And I've no doubt that uh, Navin Rugby Club will be thrilled with this and will use that money and put it to good use. But thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Sinead, you're a legend. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem at all. Thank you so much, Ruth Brady there, Global Brand Director for Cool Swan. So any time that you buy the Cool Swan, so the bottles in the supermarkets, as Ruth mentioned, two euro from that will go straight to Navin Rugby Club. The 11 to 1 show. Going back to this day, 1963 now. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day in 1963, US President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald while riding in an open top motorcade in Dallas, Texas. And today is Go for a Ride Day. It encourages you to get out into the world, hop on your bike or into the car or simply get your walking boots out of storage and go on a trip. Don't worry too much about where you're going. Just enjoy the journey. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie Still to come on 11 to 1, could this be the next Irish film to win an Oscar? I meet Lachlan McKenna, the director of Two for the Road. The 11 to 1 show. Another chance for you to win a hundred euro one for all voucher. Details of that competition on the way. Coldplay Sky full of stars and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. He's the man everybody is talking about at the moment. And very soon you'll be able to hear him on a regular basis on LMFM. Mr. Ryan Tuberty is going to be joining the schedule. And Jerry Kelly has sat down with a chat with the man for a chat with the man himself Uh, so stay tuned to the late lunch for more details on that now earlier on we were chatting about lingo that we don't kind of know what this lingo means and we were talking about amazeballs being up there and hollybops being up there as most annoying words and I was saying all the teenagers are saying slay and I was asking does anyone know what slay actually means and we do have a voice note from Chris in RD about slay well, I think slay is uh, like cool, slay, and uh, brr is like not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Chris. He says uh, slay and burr, burr, like as in, does it mean like, like obviously it doesn't mean burr, it's cold. What's going on? I don't know. I, I think I need a dictionary on how to communicate with my teenager. But thank you so much for kind of clearing up what the word slay is. So yeah, it does in fact mean cool. Okay, so maybe you could drop that into your vocabulary when you're trying to communicate with your teenager. So, you know, maybe they can relate to you. I don't know. They're going to roll their eyes anyway though, aren't they? They really are. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. 
Anna Waddingham's Christmas special is available to stream from today on Apple TV+. We had to ask what her favourite Christmas movie is. I mean, there's one that I watch even when it's not Christmas, and that's Love Actually. I don't think there's a weak link in the whole thing. I think it becomes more and more iconic as time goes on, and it's such a simple message. Billboard has revealed the top artists of 2023. Number three is SZA, number two is Morgan Wallen, and number one is Taylor Swift. Black Mirror is coming back for a seventh season. The hit sci-fi show created by Charlie Brooker returned to screens earlier this year after a four-year hiatus. Machine Gun Kelly may be making a change to his name. At a recent concert, fans held up a sign urging MGK to change your name. While he didn't promise anything that day, when he stepped out for the GQ Men of the Year party earlier this month, he asked photographers on the red carpet to just call him Machine. Kate McRae is teasing a new song of her upcoming album, Think Later. She posted it on her socials overnight. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Yes, we have teamed up with Windsor, Clanny, Nissan and Peugeot who like their customers to drive happy and they want you to shop happy as well. So we have a one for all voucher worth €100 Euro up for grabs. Would you like it? It's very simple to win. All you have to do is WhatsApp or text me the word Windsor followed by your details to 086 1800 658. It couldn't be simpler. And that's all with thanks to Windsor, Clanny, Nissan and Peugeot. So get WhatsApping and texting now Miley Cyrus used to be young now could this be the next Irish success story at the 2024 Oscars I think it has a very strong chance it is a short film called Two for the Road and we're going to be chatting to the director and writer of this Lachlan McKenna next The 11 to 1 show Could this be the next Irish success story at the 2024 Oscars? I think it has a strong chance. Two for the road. It's the incredibly heartbreaking short film featuring a father and son as they embark on an adventure around Ireland. As the day passes, the events create core memories for the young boy that will live with him forever. It's based on memories of his own childhood. Cork-based writer-director Lachlan McKenna has created a beautiful film that will bring up memories for a lot of kids of the 90s. It's poignant, tender, heartbreaking and a true example of why the Irish are born storytellers and I'm delighted to have director and writer Lachlan McKenna he's on the line with me now how are you getting on Lachlan? Um, wonderful Sinead thank you so much what a wonderful intro that was so so kind oh, no, you're, you're <laughs> so you. so welcome and we should let people know you're joining us from Guatemala what on earth brings you out there now? Uh, do you know what I can actually segue this into the film slightly so we okay. um, were uh, screening had a US premiere basically in the Newport Beach Film Festival yeah. in LA so I went over to LA and then because it was over this side of the world it would be nice to kind of just extend that into a holiday into Mexico and Guatemala so um, and we actually also picked up the audience award there which was really nice for best um, drama short so that was amazing to be up on the first festival outside of Ireland which is cool That is absolutely amazing because this is doing so well and it's, it's fantastic to see it and I've no doubt it is going to do really really well uh, hopefully now for the Oscars next year but you have the pandemic to thank in a weird way for bringing this movie into the world. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's a funny thing to say, but I think, you know, I really enjoyed writing when I was in school and maybe didn't ever give myself a space to write. And funny enough, just being at home during the pandemic, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, trying to think of what to write or, you know, trying to explore things that I could write. And then, you know, this story was something from my own childhood and I, I wrote it. And I guess as well, I had a bit of direction with the um, RT Francis McManus short story competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, look, that's, a, uh, you know, it needed to be 2,000 words. I was like, I wonder what story I can stick into kind of 2,000 words. Um, and I wrote the original story, Guinness and Coke. Um, and then, you know, out of the blue, got a call off RT to say it had been shortlisted for that. And that kind of put the wheels in motion, I guess, to, you know, I suppose to bring it all to life in the first place. Um, and then, yeah, for the short story to then ultimately become a film, which has been a wild journey. Absolutely wild journey. And, you know, forget about RTE for a second. This ended up on the junior cert, <laughs> which is just it's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> which was mad. That was that was also, I suppose, yeah. So the steps were that, yeah, it was on the, the you know, RTE, Francis Manis short story competition. And off the back of that, they turned it into sort of a radio play, which Aina Hardwick did a, a really beautiful reading of it. Um, and then someone from the Department of Education got in touch and asked me to uh, if they could put it into um, their book, obviously, too. So, yeah, it's, it's a junior cert comprehension. Um, and then I guess we were able to use that stuff then to try and get funding from Screen Ireland. So yeah. it, it's it's kind of worked its way up the ladder in that sense, you know. Oh, totally. And you mentioned Aina Hardwick and I am <coughs> such a fan of him. I'm really such a big fan. I missed Lakeland when it was out in the cinema and I saw it last night for the first time. Unbelievable. I also saw him in Lamb as well. He is absolutely brilliant. One to watch for sure, really and truly. Now, I really, really enjoyed this as well. And I think that anyone that grew up in the 90s will at least recall one time when they were dragged to the pub by their parents and sort of plied with lemonade and crisps but um, Two for the Road brings you right into this in a very stark way but also it's juxtaposed with this really tender complex relationship between father and son which is as you say based on your own life yeah, like I think it's funny, uh, you know, it's, it's strange. It's I, Look, it's by far the most personal thing I've ever made. And, mm. you know, I never knew how it would sit with the audiences or how people would react to it. And it's been really quite overwhelming, really, to see that it's had such kind of a global appeal and the way that people have responded to it because of their own childhoods or their own relationships with their parents. Or, you know, it's it's been so much more diverse than just like an Irish story in an Irish pub, which I suppose I never knew could and would be. Um, but yeah, it's been really um, humbling, really, is, is the best word for it, to see the way that people have responded to it because of their own relationships with their parents. Oh, totally, um, totally. Yeah. And and even, you know, like I would go as far as saying, because I'm a parent myself, and it kind of makes me reflect on, you know, we're all so busy, aren't we? And we're all so tied up in our own lives. And our kids, particularly at the age that Oscar is in this film, all they want is to be the most important part of their parents' world. And sometimes as parents, we forget that. So for me, this movie totally kind of held <laughs> a bit of a mirror there to me as well, Lachlan. Absolutely. Um, of course. Uh, and I think, sorry, and on that, I think that's kind of in some ways the beauty of the film or the mm-hmm. reason why it's working so well is because, you know, so many people are empathising with Oscar's character, the young boy, but then also a lot of people who, you know, are also maybe parents who have their own dysfunctional relationships with their own kids and they're also struggling with it and seeing yeah. having a lot of empathy for Steve Wall's character, you know, the father. And I think that's the beauty of it is it's, it's you know, it's a bit juxtaposed in that sense. You're getting to the end of the film and it was always really important to me to never vilify the, you know, the father character. And mm. I think that that's, that's what you come away from it, really feeling a bit like, like, I don't know, a bit of a tussle within yourself, a bit of like, ah, oh, I just wish it was better for them because there's so much love between them. And, yeah. Um, 
yeah. yeah. And like, it's, I mean, it's a love story. It's a, it's a complex familial love story in the end of the day, you know. Oh, oh, totally, it is, and it's not like this is not Angela's Ashes people. Like, far from it. Like, this is, you know, <laughs> as you say, so much love there. And this is where I find this really interesting. And I, I think the the casting for this is spot on. You mentioned Steve Wall there. What an excellent casting choice. He is so so interesting to watch on screen. Did did you have him in mind, or how did he come on board with this project? Yeah, we actually kind of worked backwards because, um, you know, getting Oscar cast was, mm. I suppose, paramount because there was a few kind of restrictions. We needed to make sure he was 13, but looked 10. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I never really, you know, like there's so much to do this. It was a funny thing to try and cast a likeness of myself or my father or my mother as well. And um, it, it never really mattered to me that anyone looked anything like them or me. Yeah. Um, but we got young, young Ewan Morris came in. Um, he was the first, fifth person in the door. He'd never acted on screen before. His first in-person audition. And he was just incredible. And I, I guess we needed to make sure we got him right first and then cast someone off his likeness. So let's say if Ewan had been a redhead, then we probably would look for a redhead actor. Do you not going to wait? Yeah, I get so you. So with, with Steve Wall, um, yeah, I mean, look, as soon as we, we had a brown-haired um, boy as good as Ewan, it was it was kind of a, a very straightforward choice, really. Steve was, was perfect and brilliant. And do you know what? He brought so much to the role in a way I, I maybe didn't expect as well, in that, like, obviously as a musician, and I was mm. a big fan of his and the stunning, of him and the stunning anyway. Um, but because... He was a musician. He brought so much to the character from, um, like, a, an, an aural perspective. Yes. Like my um, my father was very well travelled. Like, as in, moved around a lot. Had a very unusual voice. Um, has a very unusual voice. And you know, Steve and I kind of worked together to try and get, um, you know, a, a voice that you could never place. Mm. Which sounds like you know something that uh, might be like inconsequential, but like it matters so much because you're kind of where is this guy from? Yeah, you know, and it, it just adds this bit of mystery and like he's more of a drifter. And you know, it's it's actually funny to bring it back to Ian Hardwick when he first did the reading. He, you know, I never mentioned that in the original story, so he has this really big thick cock accent, like oh yeah, of course. Of <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, whoa! I was like, that's so strange, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, as you say, he. He's oh, there's so much going on with 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 you. Like he's he's this you know crazy up for adventure madcap you know let's go on a caper kind of guy. And then he's you know talking about these sort of you know really sort of over the top kind of adulty things that are going over uh, Oscar's head. But then he's kind of like a phantom, isn't he? he? Sort of disappears again into the night and 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 away off he goes. And and I think that that's what's so compelling about this character like we say he's not just this one thing there's so many layers so much going on with him and I mean I ha- you have to absolutely mention Ewan Morris as well I couldn't believe that that's it, this guy's first you know acting role like what an absolute talent he is I mean is it, it was this the first time kind of working with kids on, on, on a level like this and how good was he in terms of taking direction maybe because he was a bit of a blank slate I suppose in terms of acting I honestly couldn't speak more highly of him. <laughs> it was probably the highlight of the entire process for me because he, um, I don't have to say this without being too gushy, he just took to it so beautifully. He was so kind of enthralled by the whole process. He was excited to be on set. He was, the, the, the most amazing thing is he was offering things. Yeah. So he'd be like, oh, like, you know, it'd be, it'd be, um, would it be good if I came in from this direction? Because, you know, obviously I'd be tired. And he'd ask me questions like, oh, when you were in the car and you were traveling around as a kid, like, what would you be doing? Like, because obviously there was no phones. So yes. would you be like, how would you be fidgeting? He was constantly thinking and trying to come up with ideas to help amazing. the film, which was like, 
above and beyond what you'd ever expect. Um, like I'd worked with kids in the past and I've had some really positive experiences, but you know, I think we all came away from it kind of being like, okay, like, look, if, if Ewan wants to, he will continue to have a yeah, career. Yeah, he'll have a great career. That may be. And I think that, you know, what's so nice about that and, you know, like, it's 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 um, got such a like um, sorry. Let me kind of phrase this properly. Mm. It's got such a um, from the outside looking in, people go, "Oh, film! It's such a difficult career." And um, you know, I think there's there's sort of um, I don't know a, a taboo around the idea of getting to film because it's it's very hard and oh, it's very hard to make a living and blah blah blah. And I think what's so nice about this process is that you know, you in as the thirteen year old is able to come into the film, meet a bunch of active professionals who are all making a living and not just like you know directors and producers but also like you know the assistant camera team mm. the makeup artists you know costume um and and see that all of these are kind of viable professions and i think that that's something i always try and champion for other people looking in as well um to know that there are other career prospects outside of just you know let's say a big three or four jobs you know oh totally um, and, and it's it's a it's a crazy <laughs> wonderful amazing world that anyone would be thrilled to be part of <laughs> you know it really yeah, is yeah. And it don't, really and don't is get me wrong it's incredibly challenging yeah incredibly challenging but it's nice to be able to open you know those eyes to um, to another world I suppose you know but when do you ever get the opportunity to do that for someone do you know yeah totally um, totally yeah. so getting to the kind of because I've only loosely outlined the plot I've just realised um, so to give us kind of the nutshell <laughs> of what this movie is too for the road yeah so you know it's 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 quite simple really and you know it's one of those things you probably need to see to understand but mm. it's just basically about a weekend father-son weekend away together um, whereby it's kind of full of adventure but also chaos and um, yeah, you know, the father's got a, a drink problem and, uh, you know, the little boy's caught up in the middle of that, but that doesn't kind of, um, dissuade from their fun, I guess. Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly, that way. that's a great um, way, actually. It's of, complex. It, yeah. Yeah, it's a complex sort of narrative between the two of them, really. Yeah, no, that's, that's a perfect synopsis. And can I just mention as well, the absolutely beautiful, stunning shots, the cinematography is stunning. I mean, you know, it's like, obviously it's Ireland, but it's kind of like random places that I would have went like on a Sunday drive with my family, like, do you know what I mean? Where there was no point to going anywhere, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you totally have course, that captured. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm so glad you kind of took that from it because, you know, that was that was one of the important things. I guess the original story was set in um, Rathlin, Rathlin Island in County Antrim. Um, but we, I, I travelled all up along the west coast of Ireland, all did the Wild Atlantic Way, and was trying to find, like, the perfect location that... It's always really important to me when watching films um, that you can't immediately place where you are. Mm. Um, it always pulls me out if I'm like watching Dublin. I'm like, oh, it's clearly Dublin. If you see the pool, like chimneys, whatever, it always distracts me. So I wanted to feel like it could be anywhere in Ireland. Um, and we decided to shoot in Cork in the end because it was home for me. Um, Heritage and Gorney Dwyer, production company and producer, are from Cork as well. So I guess we really felt we could draw on the community. Um, and would probably be able to get more out of the film. And we did, like, there was little things like, you know, I wanted a donkey. We got three donkeys. <laughs> um, we we're trying to get sheep at one stage. Loads of people offering sheep, you know, these different bits and pieces. Um, and I guess, you know, as well as that point, um, it was really important to me that we shot on film, like old celluloid. Um, yes. So we shot on 16 millimeter film. And because it makes it look and feel like a memory as well. Oh, it, it totally it, does. It, it kind of it sets it in the 90s that way, you know? Oh, it really um, does. It kind of has this, really, it's really like, um, it's not that sort of, precise picture that we have now it is almost like they could you could have found um a video camera of this it has that element yeah yeah. Yeah, it totally does it really really does dirty grainy gritty (laughs) (laughs) very organic feel 
Um, and a shout out to Owen McLaughlin as well, who um, who shot it, who just did such a tremendous job. Like I'm, I'm overwhelmed really with really with how good it looks. Yeah, no, it um, does. It looks it yeah. looks stunning. It really does, and it's performed really well, as we say, at the film festival cir- circuit. And something so amazing has happened. This is being considered for an Oscar, which is just brilliant. Talk to me about this process. How does this all work now? Yeah, so it's been a bit mad. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we premiered in Galway. Um, that was our first festival. And we fortunately won two out of two awards there. Um, we got the best narrative short and we also got the best cinematography. So basically what that means is there are two, three, um, sorry, if you include FOIL, um, Oscar, qualifying fest- Oscar qualifying festivals in Ireland. There's 90, I think, in the world. So it's pretty cool. In the first place, Ireland has three. You've mm-hmm. got FOIL, Cork and Galway. Basically, if you win the best short film at one of those festivals, um, you are on the long list for the Oscars. So that means you're considered as one of um, about 150-ish films. Um, and from there, then there's a vote on the 14th of December, whereby all of the Academy members can choose to vote. And they select 15 films that go on a shortlist. And then from that shortlist, there are five films selected for nomination. So we're still quite a while away. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, still, but it's very exciting. Far, it's, it's, it's yeah. incredible, you know what I mean? It's very exciting, yeah. I mean, and... Look, I mean, it really doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned to have had such a strong response to the film. You know, um, we're picking up awards, the festivals, people are responding well to the film. Um, you know that's kind of pie in the sky yeah. if it happens brilliant and if it doesn't it makes no odds either you know there's I no get point you. to end up by yeah, totally, yeah. totally outside of our control you know he hasn't got the tux sorted out yet lads I get it, I get it. absolutely <laughs> uh, do you know what I hate wearing suits what can I show up in a, a t-shirt and shorts <laughs> oh listen go for it you know the Irish will, will make their own mark on that red carpet absolutely and you know an Irish goodbye did so so well last year you know so look here's hope and finger, fingers crossed all that sort of stuff dare I ask uh, you do, is this going to be maybe into a feature length because I I do get the feeling that there is so much more to explore with this relationship. <laughs> you are spot on. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so I am in the process of writing. Right. I'm in the process of writing a book, um, which will be. I mean, I'm aiming for ten stories at the minute. It might be shorter, but um, yeah, mm. uh, basically ten stories across ten different weekends, um, with ten very different plots. I suppose um, that kind of um, portrays the I don't know the upheaval and the excitement and the madness of everything that I experienced as a child um, and then the plan is basically to turn that book into a feature so that would be kind of the, the basis for the feature so yeah I'm trying to get funding at the minute to try and get that off the ground um, and trying to write every day while I'm here in Guatemala oh fantastic <laughs> so that's kind of the yeah the, yeah, the ins and outs of it well listen I wish you every success with it um, I mean like as I say you know I've seen this short film thank you so much for sending it to me I think it's just wonderful wonderful piece and I've no doubt that it's going to do well I really and truly thank you so much for taking time out of your holiday as well to have a chat with me today Lachlan don't be be silly thank you so much for having me on Picture this unconditional on LMFM's 11 to 1 got music from Paul Young on the way right after the jobs LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy replace your old inefficient gas spoiler with Local Heroes visit localheroes.ie Hoys DIY Castle Bellingham require a full time yard assistant please apply with cover letter and CV to jobs at hoysdiy.ie the closing date for this position is the 24th of November Part-time carer required to support a lady in her own home in Kings Court. If you're interested, please call June on 085-720-3792. That's 085-720-3792. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. 
LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie There's Paul Young. Every time you go away, you can now bring your pet to see Santa. Yeah, and there's going to be an event, a Santa Paws event happening in County Mead. They're going to be bringing you all the details of that. And I've got music from One Direction on the way. The 11 to 1 show. You can now bring your pet to see Santa. Yeah, Santa Paws is coming to me throughout the festive season, giving families an opportunity to get a picture with their beloved pets. So two locations are going to be, uh, excuse me, holding events starting from November 25th. So pawsfriendly.com, they have put together a list for pet parents and furry friends to indulge in the holiday spirit together. So <laughs> this is very cute. So Sage and Stone, then Delik, they are hosting their annual Santa Paws weekend. So your best friend will get their photo with Santa along with a small gift. There's also going to be a doggy playground as well. Set up a Christmas market stalls as well. Live music and entertainment. And as well as that, there's a competition for the best dressed dog. So that's running Saturday, December 9th and Sunday, December 10th from 10am until 5pm. And tickets are just €20 Euro per family. And as well as that, Phoenix Park... Um, Phoenix Dog Park are also doing one as well. So they are uh, hiring a professional photograph uh, photographer so you can bring the family along there as well and uh, you can message the Phoenix Dog Park on Instagram to book your time slot. So it's happening Sage and Stone in Delik, December 9th and uh, Sunday, December 10th. So there you go. And I did hear something in the LMFM WhatsApp group about music and about this time of the year. And something might be happening earlier than we thought. That's all I'm going to say about it. But there's been a lot of chat about music and this time of the year and when it's going to start and all of that. So I will have a little update for you on that as well. Keeping it vague just in case things don't go well or don't go to plan. But I think it's going to be a little bit earlier than usual, which is good news. Now, getting back to the regular playlist, here's One Direction. And all your little things. One Direction with little things. Someone says that Chris already told you about this this morning. Okay. Well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I get the official go ahead before I let the cat out of the bag on this one. Uh, just want to let people know as well. Claire Kane, you are getting one of the vouchers, the one for all vouchers. Also, Darren Ford in Navin, you're getting one of the one for all vouchers as well. So congratulations to you. Now, this is very exciting. And normally I would leave this to a Thursday when I'd be talking about television. But fans of Squid Game will be delighted to hear that Squid Game, the challenge is going to be landing on Netflix. Netflix. And there's an Irish connection to this because Donegal native TikTok star Eric Roberts, I love him and he's very, very funny. He is going to be competing in Squid Game, the challenge which sees the biggest cash prize in reality TV history up for grabs. There's $5 million on the line and it's being tipped to be the biggest reality shows of all time. So the show's first episodes uh, landed actually on Netflix today. 
and sees Eric and five, 455 other contestants pushed to the limits. So it has kind of games from the original Squid Game series, the Red Light, Green Light Challenge. And uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. So it's dropped on Ireland, uh, on Netflix on uh, today in Ireland and then we'll have four more next week. So there you go. That is my lot in the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Thanks to the guests as well. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app.